straight, no chaser. Yeah, don't leave your house. You, you My suggestion, food. if you try to clean yourself out, drink some Crown. I'm not drinking no Crown. If you want to clean yourself out, just drink some hot water every morning, two cups, like the British do. That's, wow. That really does work. Literally hot water, for real. Okay. Hot water. That's that's two ends of the spectrum. Crown and hot water. Okay. Hot water. Oh, wait. Well, I forgot my people. phone. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> Go for it. Do it. See, we've, been, it. we've been talking chopping it up everybody out there uh welcome to straight no chaser the podcast we here we're live thank you very much for joining us we appreciate you all of our new listeners or new viewers thank you for tuning in all of the old listeners and old viewers we welcome you back thank you so much for tuning in we really appreciate you please like share subscribe this tell your friends about it we are everywhere we are all screen okay all screen we got everything <laughs> You didn't see that last week, KG. Hey, listen, I was driving. I was driving from Austin back to Dallas, and my internet connection was on my cell phone. So clearly, that's not the move at all. There you go. But I, listen, I, listen. I mean, there you go. That's what matters. So, speaking of listening, you are listening. We're here to talk. We got a whole bunch to go through. But first, clearly, we've got a special occasion here. We've got a new member of the panel. <laughs> We need to go ahead and introduce her ladies first. Go here, Ra. Listen, look, y'all know every every week we go we go live and we stream on Thursdays, with the exception of the second week of the month. We gotta stream, we gotta go uh live stream on Wednesday because KG got daddy duties. So um, so we have turned this into wonderful woman Wednesday. So the second week of the month, that Wednesday, we always invite a sister on to show uh, uh her her uh the wonderfulness she has. Um Darian. All right, bro. I see. Hey, you. smoke. <laughs> I ain't know if he grew beyond smoky, so I don't want to say that. Um, he did. That's my thing. So let me introduce y'all to first and foremost. <laughs> Rest in peace. First, first and foremost, a, a, a daughter of Howard. We got a we got a bison uh, on the screen hey. with us. Sister's name, Horisi um, Saint Seer. Horisi Saint Seer. And Horisi, I'm just letting you know right now, I, I, I've stolen your last name and I'm putting it in, in the next novel. So, um, uh, a dude coming out of New Orleans with the last name Saint Seer. So I'm letting you know that right now. You're not getting no um, no money for it, though. Uh, just to break it down, this is the <laughs> uh, phenomenal entertainer, actress, dancer. Um, the sister is also not just an on-air, in front of the screen talent. The sister is also behind the camera talent with phenomenal producing credits. Um, she's put together shows like the inaugural BET um, Social Awards. She's done the 2020 uh, NAACP Image Awards for the red carpet. She's done the 2020 BET Awards, Locked and Loaded, Locked and Lit um, show. She's also done the, uh, what is it? Soul Coming Countdown to the Soul Train Music Awards. Mm -hmm. She's done that. So Sister's done her thing. She's been on American Horror Story. She's done been on a late, late, uh, show with James Corden. Um, and then she also did a, a prestigious two month 
uh, fellowship at Oxford University um, over in the UK. So the sister is um, is about her business. Thank and, you. And, and, Thank and you. I'm, I'm honored to call her a friend, known her yeah. for years. Um, with that said, everyone give it up for Harisi St. Cyr. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Absolutely. you're welcome. Pleasure's all ours. And in terms of my introduction, it's going to be short and sweet. What up, y'all? I'm Ra. Uh, you know what? Let's give it to KG since we couldn't really kick it with him last week. <laughs> Yo, right. I was so pissed last week, too. Uh, welcome, Harisi. I appreciate you joining us this week. And uh, my introduction is typically short and sweet, so let's get at it. Let's get active. Let's go, Big Ox. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pass the ball, LeBron. I got you. I'm, 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 I'm sitting. <laughs> I, I thought all the assists. Me and you, when you know we get together. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say nothing else. <laughs> I give you all the assists. Uh, I'm in the building. You know I'm here, the voice of the people. Let's get at it. Go ahead, John. Let's take it back to the airport. There you go. Take it back to the airport. <laughs> take it of back to the airport. Thanks. So, I mean, uh, we got everybody here. There has been a truckload of, you know, stories and things happening over the past week, and we're going to break everything down. I mean, we try to give y'all a little bit of, you know, seriousness along with the nonsense. So, I mean, I just wanted to state for the record I know that I'm the uh, panel's more uh, radical political person, but I got to admit, y'all boys, Biden is actually coming through. He's doing a lot of good stuff. He's got a really great little plan. He's putting it out there. He's trying to do what he can do. Highly uh, am impressed with the fact that the Democrats are finally kind of getting a little testicular fortitude and saying, this is what we want, and we're going to do what we got to do to kind of push it through while we've got the presidency and the Houses of Congress and blah, blah, blah. So I have to give y'all boy his props. Joe, I thought that you was a senior citizen and you are, but you're doing a good job so far. Wow. I'm shocked to hear that. From yeah. You. Like, yeah. okay. Well, we still got to bet, though. Like, I, Listen, ain't nothing to say. I, I sent y'all the article about Joe and his first 100 days, and he's doing a phenomenal job of achieving his first 100 days um, in office. So, I mean, it's still early, though. I'm, you know, let's celebrate while we can and uh, just hopefully keep his feet to the fire. There's still a lot that we want as, a, as, a, as black people. And like that the nation really needs, man. We're still in the early phases of healing. Um, 40, 45 ain't really, I mean, he, he, I in, a, he in the background, but, you know, he's still there. I was about to say, can we clarify about the bet? Because if I recall correctly, the bet was something about Trump going to jail or something like yeah. that. Is that? I, I got you. I, I got so, you on the bet. So the bet, okay. the bet. I gotta get my time. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, in the rears, in the rears right now. I gotta, I gotta pay it forward. So. The uh, the bet was Rashim said that within the first year he would be tried, convicted, and in jail. I, I said that he would be um, he would be indicted, and he would be convicted of something, and then within that first year he'd be on his way to jail. That's what I just said. Yeah, but, but I just want to make sure it's clear, several, because sometimes we get you know misunderstandings and people mm -hmm. like he said that, but he didn't say that. So I want to let y'all know what Cage yeah. said is correct. And I'm gonna want to get I'm gonna, I want to get Reese's take on that too. See if she yeah. thinks the same thing. But go on. I said that 45 would be indicted, and I think I said the trial may start, but I know definitely it was indicted. Me and Nick was on the same page and saying that he would be indicted. That's as far as we went. 
Yeah, he ain't doing no jail, but he's gonna get indicted. I, I didn't say that, but I, the bet was he would be indicted. John yeah. said it's nothing gonna happen to him at all, and then he changed it and Correct. said that he would be indicted, and then he went back and said nothing's gonna happen. And now I'm back. I'm staying with that. Nothing's gonna happen. He's going to ride <laughs> off into the sunset and be a you know um, power broker on that side of the aisle for a very long time to come. But y'all, he ain't going to jail or none of that other madness. But okay, and the bail was five dollars. I, I would actually have to agree with you, which is completely opposite from like my normal temperament. Normally I'm like, no, justice will prevail. But honestly, the insurrection and the Republicans response to that, just people's response to that completely shifted my my optimism. So so you don't think you don't think he's gonna he's gonna you don't think he's gonna be indicted for anything? You don't I don't think, think I don't think anything is gonna you, nope. Not in the first year, not in not in this in that first year. My question to you is yeah. those were, that's federal property. These are okay. state these are state crimes that he's gonna be probably indicted mm -hmm, on. So you feel mm -hmm. like the state of New York is gonna just be mm -hmm. like, you know what, never mind. Because they, they just they just got approved from the Supreme Court that they have access, they can get access to his taxes. They already, yeah, and they got them, they sitting yeah. on them. Yeah. And and they're leaning on his his accountant, his money man. They're trying to flip the money man. And as soon as they flip him, I mean, they got enough to do it already. True. You know what I'm that's saying? That's true. So and in Georgia, from a federal standpoint, I get you. But from it, a state standpoint, hell, in Georgia, okay. like we we could probably get them on. Um, they not gonna do nothing though. I, well, let's see. They they may they may no. come out. No. Okay. So what just what just made me kind of agree with you, KG, is because you said the state of New York. That the made me like, okay, okay. The sister, the okay, sister up there okay. ain't messing around. I don't think. I don't think the she sister not, up there she messing not, around. She not. But Georgia, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I, nothing happened. Let me double check my y'all. Y'all keep. I got to double check my. I mean, they got in New York. They got enough uh, on their hands dealing with Cuomo. And, and his little handsy grabby ass, but you know we'll worry about that on another time. Hey, how, so, do y'all feel like he should be out of there? Nah. Who Cuomo? Nah, be Cuomo. Yeah, ah. get him out. Get him I'm, out. I'm, fu I'm funny with it, dog. I really think they doing all that because you know he was very, you know, he was outspoken against Trump. He was outspoken for a lot of things. So. We already know how the government could be grimy. I'm not saying he probably didn't have a dirty past. If he did, he should pay for it. Yes. But on the same hand, it's like he was the most outspoken. He was like, he quick to say Trump is some bullshit. You know, so it's like my mind, you know what I think. Let's do a little conspiracy theory. Let's do something out here, pay some people to say some things. That's how I think. I don't think I don't I don't think Cuomo did all that, man. But if he women, did, you think the women are making up a sexual assault? No. Be careful. Okay. Be careful. No, 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 no. I got you. I got you. Listen, listen to how I'm saying. No, I got you. Listen to what I'm saying. I'm saying Cuomo is dope. I rock with Cuomo. I think he's dope. I think the United States government is grimy enough to create a situation and make people believe it. But on the flip end, like I said, if he did do all that, if all that is true, he should pay for it, guaranteed. But I don't trust the United States government. I think they can make anything look real if they wanted it to. This ain't the government, though, government after them. These are private citizens. I think I both th can be true. Yeah, agree. I think, I, I think that these allegations are probably true, yes, also. And I also think that they are bolstered by the political machine that is like, oh, hell no. 
we need to get you because you were so vocal for for Trump. And I hate that because it's creating this internal conflict <clears throat> between like, I don't I don't ever wanna say like, no, he should not resign or be out of office because of his actions. But then I'm not gonna lie, I'm pissed that they're using, they're politicizing all these things. And mm -hmm. we need that kind of weight on our side. We need that kind of liberal weight in, in office right now. So, so can I, can I, can I back up real quick? Um, I was looking into something and, and Smokey, uh, put it out there. Um, it's funny. Why are you going about Smokey no more? Yeah, excuse me. Darian put it out there. <laughs> sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Darian. It, it, it was, it was Reese's fault. Um, the, it, the Fulton, Fulton, the Fulton County DA is the one who's looking into charging, uh, Trump for the, the, the election violations. So it's not they a got fish to fry. But here's the thing. The Fulton County DA is a black woman who's a Howard grad, just like the black woman up in New York. Okay. I mean, she is looking to charge him. They they he is one of those bigger fish fish that they look in the fry. You know, so family call me smoky. Yes, sir. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I I see it legitimate that Georgia would come for Trump because this system, from what I understand, this system has built a team of people who are the ones who wrote the textbook yeah. on election law. She's not going to hire these people to just get his dude a slap on a wrist off a window dressing. These are people who literally wrote the textbook that the lawyers study in the classrooms on this thing. They they on her team now. So I think George is going to get them. And in terms of New York with um Cuomo, one, everyone knew Cuomo was the dude that does what he does when it comes to the lady. Like, like nothing is new in terms of Cuomo's behavior when it comes to women. Like, none of that's brand. Mm -hmm. Everyone's not. Mm -hmm. Nothing is new in terms of how he runs his environment. It, it is it is borderline toxic. None of that is new. There are Democrats who probably cannot stand Cuomo, and they are using this as an opportunity to be like, let's get his behind out of here. Mm -hmm. Now, does that? Does that take away from the fact that he did what he did and the women need to get the justice? No, but I'm gonna look at both sides. Yes, give the ladies their justice, but at the same time, um, people could be using this at, you know, to get their own little thing, to do what they wanna do. I mean, we in a point right now in our society and our culture, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, where the allegation or the accusation of any kind of sexual misconduct whatsoever regardless of who it is or, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever is going to be investigated is going to, you know, be looked into. And if you have any type of public facing job and you get into these types of situations, your ass is pretty much out of there. You know what I'm saying? Cause there's no, get him, get him, get him, get him. Deshaun Watson, for those that don't know, is a football player, a quarterback down in Houston. They had they are just beginning to investigate. That's been going on for probably like a month right now. He has 21 people, massage therapists, that have alleged um, you know, sexual misconduct with him. And so in, in his situation, that there, there have been no, no charges filed, there have been nothing from a criminal standpoint. It was all civil that was coming out. So you can, you know, the the they say that the textbook, as Rod kind of kind of calls it, is to try the public public opinion, public court, and then uh, you get this this momentum of groundswell, like you know this person must be guilty just because of the preponderance of people that's coming out and saying like, hey, this person did X, Y, and Z to me. They just had two people come out and, and do video um, and say, hey, this is what happened to me, which was quite damning. That's why he just started losing sponsors. To, I think today or yesterday. 
Mm. So, you know, it's it's your sexual assault is something that unfortunately I, I think no matter who you are, a man or woman, you will probably or likely more likely to be guilty before people find you innocent of something. Because it's just, you know, the the assault or the the, the allegation is worse than mm. than probably what, what maybe took place potentially. Yeah, and not everybody who's public facing um gets the backlash because we know of one major person who's public facing that got no backlash at a forty five. Yeah, out of any of the, the things that was levied against him. And like like um Ingrid, what Penelope said earlier, nobody goes against the family in the GOP. Um in the in in the GOP, they stick together, they rally around their own, um, they make sure that they are protected. Uh, and it's a matter of especially if you got seniority or you just get into the position, they, they look they look after you in in the, in the Democratic Party. Mm, they, but what they about what the about the Matthew Gates situation? Matthew Gates, the only thing the only thing I've seen about the Matthew Gates situation right now is that um, he lost the opportunity to be a, a political correspondent for Fox and for OAN. Um, but. I'm still waiting to see like, and no one's coming out forcefully against Matt Gates yet. And he brand new. He just, he just got on the scene. I did the same response for Deshaun Watson too. Until, until they put a face, a face with the allegation. Like as soon as that happens, it's over for this dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now it's just, not just just words, but. Matthew is right. Except for uh, Liz Cheney, the GOP, they, they, they they roasted Liz. I mean, uh, I'm from Houston and I am a major football fan and Deshaun Watson's whole situation has been really, really sad to see and how it's all playing out sucks. Um, I don't even really want to get into it because that's a whole separate show and topic, but it's a whole messed up situation. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to touch on that sooner or later. Not today. Nonetheless, um, (laughs) we did want to kind of. We was only supposed to stay on that for a little while, but now we're going to move on to something a little bit more still serious, but a little bit different. So um, there was a meme that was going around earlier this week about normalizing friend dates. Now, for those of you who might not who didn't see the meme or don't know what I'm talking about, um, basically, there was the man on Twitter. And he is friends with a woman and he takes this woman that he's friends with out on dates. And he was like, normalize taking your friend, that's a woman, out on a date. And people was like, why the hell would we be friends if we're dating? Some people was like, why be friends if you're dating? Other people was like, yeah, that's called hanging out. You ain't got to call it a date. And, you know, it's just kind of the communication between people is all jacked up. So I guess my question to y'all is, do you go out on dates with your opposite gender or I don't even know, you know, intergender friends, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you got trans friends. That's cool. Uh, do you go out with them and, you know, is it a cool, is it like a big deal or do you kind of try to avoid that word date and you're just hanging out with your friends or do you even, do you even think that men and women can be friends? Maybe we should start with that. Wait, hold on a second. You, you a whole that's a bunch stuff, of different man. things, right? And, and the <laughs> last not. question you asked had nothing to do with the, the, the oh god, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let John be John, man. Can being first of all, can men and women be friends has everything to do with normalizing dates between friends? Because if you can't be friends with no woman, then obviously no. you ain't gonna be no. able to normalize nothing. The the taking your friend out of the date implies that you can't be friends. 
Like you can't take your friend out on a date if you don't if you don't think a woman and a man can be friends. Okay, I'm sorry. I gotta jump Thank in you. this because <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I find this first of all, this is very triggering for me. It's very triggering. Okay. Oh, oh, why? Make it light on yourself. Uh -oh. Come on, let us know what happens. Okay. Free Number yourself. One. Free Number yourself. one. Free Thank yourself. You. Let me let me unburden myself. Number oh. one. Um, I used to think that men and women can be friends. Now I have some addendums to those, to that, to that feeling. I so think that addendum. there are you can be friends. They can be friends only if there's been a long history, meaning like, you know, we went to college together. Now we're 20 years. We've kind of settled into like this friendship. Um, but I think male and female relationships are exceptions to uh, friendships. Male and female friendships are exceptions to the rule. I did not used to think this until I got older and I started realizing we do we curse here. You're always the first one that curses. You have the green light to say whatever the hell you want to on this damn show. You couldn't even let her beat you to the punch. Let that shit roll. Sometimes you keep it classy, but this just gets under my skin. This is some bullshit. This is some bullshit because number one, when you look at that meme, Oh girl, why is her hip bone meat out? Why is your hip bone meat out when you're on a, a when you're on a friend date? When I look at me and my friends, big shout out to my two best male friends right here, Roger and Smokey, like my heart. Also, hey Haley, I saw you, girl. Hey, um, yeah, like if I if we were gonna go to first of all, it's like you gonna want to go on a friend date, Smokey would be like, what the fuck you talking about? And Roger would be like. <laughs> He'll be like, uh, you want to just hang out? Like, already that, that terminology is weird. Second yeah. of all, if I showed up in a dress with my hip bone meat out, Smokey will walk out and Roger will put a jacket over me and be like, yeah, is everything okay? Like, just that whole dynamic was screaming a Somebody truth. said that to me. It was screaming a reality that is like, that he is forcefully trying to ignore. And it bothers me so much because we're living in this age where truth is relative. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. We see what's going on here. Like, <laughs> hey, you, yeah. you, you want to be her friend? Yes. You're not her friend. What you're doing is you're playing, you're playing your position. And it yes. makes me so mad because as a woman, as a feet, as I would appreciate if I have a man that's a friend and you're digging me, then tell me. You know, I yeah. like you. If you respect me as a woman, as a friend, it's okay. Just tell me, like, you know what? I like you as more as a friend. When you don't do that, it says that you don't respect me and you trying to be on some sneak shit. Yep. Friend, it's okay. Yep. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, um, uh, ooh. I, I, okay. Go ahead, Cage. Go ahead, Cage. Go ahead, Cage. All right. Let me go in this thing. All right. So check this out. Um, the, the question around can men and women be friends? Nope. Go ahead, dog. I hear you. You know I was going to do it. Go ahead, dog. You know I was going to say something. Did he say no? <laughs> he, he said, Neil nope. said no. I think you can. I think you can be friends. I think Harishi was actually accurate in terms of there has to be a, a, a predetermined time from which y'all have known each other. I don't know if you can meet somebody new and be like, hey, we friends. Because so that's, one, that's, that's the no one, new friends phenomenon, right? One of the two want to slide in something. 
She want to eat the ride. She want to jump on your ride, or you want to slide into her warm little whispering with, with a flower or something like that. So the other piece of this is, if all you have are male friends, and you feel like men and women can't be friends and they they, they knew, then either you ain't uh, your whispering eye ain't don't want nobody want to talk to it, or your ride that joint might be a little too small. Nobody want to ride your joint. So you might not just be worthy that somebody want to want to want to rock with you, and that you might be ugly. How about I, I keep it plain and simple? You I was waiting for you to just let it come through, dog. You was yeah, really I'm, going G-rated. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm you was trying going to, G-rated. Uh, listen, I'm just saying you might be unattractive. Might be unattractive. So you, but if you find somebody that's a friend of yours and you want to kind of have that homie lover friend kind of kind of kind of thing, then do you? I've not seen this meme, but if she's going out with this dude and her thigh meat hanging out, that that. The little ham hock right there, that's a message. And I will say it this, is. a lot a lot of men are unclear on how to communicate with women, a lot of unfamiliar men. So they may see this and still not know how to react to it because they just haven't been initiated in, 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 in how to date, how to how to converse with a woman, how to how to how to you know uh, navigate that terrain in, in the right context. So sometimes men need a little help, sometimes women need a little help. So, you know, I think it goes both ways, but no new friends. Uh, new friends equal drama. Uh, new um, new waterfalls. And uh, <laughs> you going real PG rated, brother. I, I, I salute you, brother. I, I, yeah, I, I like what you're doing. I can read between the lines. I'm just laughing at it, though. You going real PG rated. It might, like it, might mean, it might mean new waterfalls. And if Yo. you into that, that's okay. But you know that's that's my whole thing on the end. I'll say cheers. That thigh meat though, you okay. might be end up going meet the meat. Hold on, hold on. Time <laughs> it's out. Definitely going to happen. First of all, let's normalize having the hip and the thigh meat out, ladies. Do that whether you're with your friends or not. There's nothing wrong with that. Secondly, no, no, no. yes, men. Mm -hmm. KG no, I didn't saw, say there was anything wrong with it. No, no. I, what I'm, I saw something, and I'm being like Neil. I'm, I'm comment creeping. But you in this age of sexual assault, you cannot know what the what you got to be straightforward like if a with a woman you got to tell somebody like hey man this thigh meat out and this for you this is your meat if you want to if you want to get this meat this meat for you wait. it got to be almost that direct wait but let, i just need to say this i need to be clear. God damn. i need i just need to be clear i know i can't even see y'all face no more you know what i'm saying <laughs> don't don't put on them if, 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 if it's one of two lives right don't put that on the page no, more. no i'm putting it on the page because it might be something that we need to see yes. Yes. right yes, yes. no i i want to be clear my reasoning as a woman from seeing the thigh meat it wasn't that the thigh meat was offensive or i don't think that she should do it what it said to me was behavior all the women that are commenting, you can feel free to to let disagree or not. But I'm not doing all that. It's more about the behavior. Mm -hmm. It's uncomfortable. It's I'm uncomfortable. I'm cold. I'm in heels. I'm not subjecting myself to that unless I'm going out to catch something. Let's just keep mm -hmm. it all the way 100. Mm -hmm. If I'm going out with my boys, I'm in a pair of jeans, some flats, and a sweater. I'm comfortable. So it wasn't it wasn't that what she had on was like wrong or over sexual. I thought she looked great, but you're not doing that unless you, that, that's not behavior for a friend that, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know any of my girls who just want to be out in a skin tight, overly sexy clad dress, a dress on a random Wednesday night, just because. But you know what? These, these four dudes know what that means. If you coming out with us and out mm -hmm. there like that, we know it's going to be some, 
some smacking on the cheeks at the end of the night. But every, you know what, all though? these men on this night ain't know that. I don't, I don't know why you're pointing fingers, my brother, but I'm, I'm going to let the story rock out. <laughs> can, I, can, I get in, can I get in here for a little bit? Please. Okay, go um, ahead, go ahead. I'm trying to manage these comments at the same time. Listen, y'all, I, I don't know if I completely agree with the no new friends. I, I, I think I think if, if you got people who are level-headed, respectful, mature, and you meet someone that you have a natural gravitation towards where y'all get to share commonalities and a friendship develops... Um, uh, platonically, and, and my fault, let me draw the distinction, because it wouldn't be an issue if you're not in a relationship. If, you, if you're if you single, why couldn't you meet new friends at 45? You know what I'm saying? So the distinction is whether or not you're in a relationship. Can you have a new friend and then go out on friend dates with that person? Um, I think you, you, you can have new friends, but you can't have friend dates. That that like if you're single, y'all can call it whatever the hell you want. If you if you got a bay, you talking about oh yeah, I'm going out on my friend date. Yeah, me and Reese gonna go hang out. What? Yeah, a friend date? Why don't you just say you hanging out with your peoples? Because once you throw that word date, date has mm-hmm. it, it has a connotation. What you so well, friend I, is, has a different connotation. Friend is different. I mean, obviously for me, right? Y'all y'all see this thing right here. Friendship is a sentence to the soul. That is our motto. So if I'm telling some, if I'm saying you are my friend, that right. is a, that's a whole different categorization of relationship mm-hmm. that we have. I don't have a whole lot of friends, a shitload of acquaintances, but not a lot of friends. True that. So and I if, agree if, with you on if, that. If, if a man and a woman that's friends and they go out on friend dates, that's some whole different kind of bullshit. That mm-hmm. that's some new 2021 type stuff that I ain't never heard mm-hmm. of. Before. And you know that's the thing I think y'all was saying because for me I don't know if Keltry might remember long long we y'all all might remember from back in the days when we was living together I used to always say to myself I don't think men and women can be friends and I, one of y'all used to argue with me about it like why but my sense is just like Keltry said and like Reese just broke down the, the definition of friends if I like you in any type of way to me I feel like I'm violating that friend zone. Because if something go on in your life and I see that little edge of window and I try to be that, oh, you know, you're my friend. I need to cry on your shoulders. Like, okay, I right, cry on their shoulders. And things start to start to happen. It's like I'm violating that friend zone and I'm taking it into another level. If we just friends, just like you said, Rishi, if, if you go out and I see you looking, you could look be good as hell. But if it's too good, I'm be like, oh, you need a jacket. <laughs> or mm-hmm, going mm-hmm. like that because I already mm-hmm. know myself. I know myself. I'm like I'm uncomfortable. Two, the situation can get really weird because you know you just I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable like that. But back in the days, and I still think about that though. I really don't think men and women can just be friends because yeah, if if that potential window <laughs> opens up, thank bro. you, Neil. Exactly. I feel like this. You can be a friend as long as people operate in that friend kind of temperament. Right. If if people get to drinking, playing some games, a little boo pop out, she see your little, you know, you bend oh. over and she see you, oh. and she see and she see your bones, you know, it can get a little strange. And that <laughs> friend up. and the friendship can escalate. Thank you, Can we ask a woman about that? Is that is is that how that happens? A woman with her friend, and she sees a little bulge, and all of a sudden, 
I'm just saying not, it can't. It, I, I do understand the can't. That's not how it happens with us. No, I, with us, I feel like, and also, let me just shout out. Hey, Jasmine, girl. Hey, y'all. I love these women on this chat. We, I like them. I wish I could respond. Um, <laughs> sorry. Here, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> um, I think for us, if we're friends with a guy that we know we like, we knew a long time ago. We we knew when we were friending what we wanted, mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with your bulge. We were just like, "Yo, I I dig him," and so, but but I think that speaks to it's kind of like what like a, a natural attraction of like how women are attracted to men and men are attracted to women. Um, so I understand that for sure, but I do think that. I naively thought for a long time that men and women can be friends until I had like a situation where I was like, yo, you've been praying on me for the last, you just been waiting to shoot your shot. Do tell. Yeah. Right. <laughs> go, go, go in. Bro, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, you, hold on. Not the way you set do up. Do tell. No, wait a minute, I mean, wait a minute. I, I just want, my bad, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Oh, do tell. We'll let John get his coat off and yeah, let me just back to Reese. I just want to say just real quick, yes, men and women can be friends, but under very specific circumstances. And those circumstances are if one is unattractive to the other. If the person that you are friends with, and that is a, of the opposite gender or whatever the case is, if they are not attractive to you or they, you know, whatever the case is, y'all can be cool as hell and you won't have no interest in that person and vice versa and it's all good. Um, not- I do want to say that Wait a minute. Wait, I got one more part and then y'all go for it. What I, I was going to say, I believe, Reese, you said earlier that um, if as a man, you know that you like the woman, that it's incumbent on you to say that and make your intentions known early so that she can kind of decide what she's going to do or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. We are all human beings, of course. And, you know, people change and you kind of you know, alter how you felt. So you might've met somebody and she was cool as a fan and everything was cool, but then and y'all are friends, but then as time goes on, your feelings for her develop. And I guess, yeah, you could say something at that point, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it, we, we, you know, it, it, it's, it's difficult. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there, I, but I understand the idea of friend date. Let me, uh, let me double dutch in here real quick. And, and Harissa, mm-hmm. you can set it straight. I didn't hear as a man, you need to tell her if you become attractive. I heard as a friend. So that's gender neutral. If you are a friend in a friendship with someone and you then become attractive to that person, I think out of respect for your friendship, you need to be able to talk about that. But you won't. People won't because they're afraid they'll lose the friend. Right. So I didn't hear man. I heard friend. Yeah. So Reese. No, that's true. That's true. Go ahead, Reese. I'm sorry. I mean, that's hilarious. That's what he just said. Call out the predators. Um, yeah, I mean, so my story basically is, and and without going into too much detail, I had a friend who I truly thought was like, I was like, we could talk about everything. We have the same kind of humor. I thought it was my friend. And my girls would be like, he liked you. And I was like, no, no, you guys, we're friends. We are friends. You want to go meet the meat. I'm like, no, 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 until we all went out one night and I was drunk. Mm. 
and he tried to take advantage of me. Are you? Oh, no. Mm. no hell no. And uh, it really, when I tell you it really hurt, yeah, for sure. it really hurt because it blew the, the entire idea of what I thought of the friendship I thought we had. I mean, like we would talk about our relationships. I would ask him advice about my, my boyfriend, all the things. Um, and like, you know, we would talk about like prayer and just all, I thought we had this synergistic friendship. And what made me the most upset was that he waited until I was drunk and it made me feel so cheap. And to when we had the conversation, I was like, you could have talked to me. You could have just, and I get what you're saying about, you know, sometimes you feel uncomfortable, but if you don't, if, if your comfort level happens when I'm drunk, that says a lot about who you are. So then that was another layer. I he was, was like, who, who is this person? Who are you? He was a, he was a fuck boy. He was a, he was a wolf in sheep's clothing and straight up fuck him. But okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you know, one, that's unfortunate yeah. that you had to experience that. Hopefully it didn't, he didn't right. go too far and you, you know, you was able to kind of defend I had, yourself. I had people around me. I had, right. I had girls. Yeah, Perfect. So Perfect. That helpful. That's good mm -hmm. shit. That's good shit. He's not a friend. Right. And you know what, what, what I, what I hope the listeners take from this is they're going to be guys and there will be women who will wait it out to what they think are the perfect opportunity to pounce. Um, if you're in a relationship with a woman and you're going through some stuff and this is your friend, you telling her about what's going on and she may make a move at that point. Mm -hmm. If it's a dude that you think is your boy and you're going through something and you may be to Harishi's point, you know, inebriated, they may take advantage of you when they see a, 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 a chink in the armor, so to speak. So, some clowns out there on both sides of the of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, the aisle, and you gotta just keep your head on the swivel and and, and really trust your your same gender friends. I mean, they may be on the on the on the thing too, but I, hopefully mm -hmm. you, know, you, you will know them a little bit more and, and know what where mm -hmm. they stand. But you know, mm -hmm. I think the lesson that I think you probably took away, like I gotta trust my girls. Like they see, I'm, I was watching. It's gonna be crazy. I was watching Thundercast with my daughter. And when <laughs> a lot of us like, you know, give me sight beyond sight. You know, use your girls to give you sight beyond sight. You know, my homeboys will give me sight beyond sight. So, you know, you gotta you gotta leverage your you gotta leverage your crew. Um, and then just kind of just look at it for what it is and even ask the tough questions. Hey man, you trying to get this pussy or something? I don't mean to be that crass, but you trying to, you know, you know, you, you trying to you trying to what you trying to do? Like are you good? Because if if you what you really good, then you know. You know what it is though, and I'm proud of I'm 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 glad that Keltrick said that, and we all could probably attest to it. Energy never lie. Your energy will tell you what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If something don't feel right, something is a little bit off, you know, even if you can't understand it, that's just your inner energy saying, mm, I need to leave this alone. So, you know. Um, um there you go. Penelope <laughs> uh Ingrid said, What do we call a dude who tries to uh Violate an inebriated woman. If, if he, no, no, if he tries an attempted race, rapist, mm. if, if he succeeds, a rapist. Because uh. I mean, if you the, the 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 thing is, I mean, you gotta you gotta succeed. You gotta you got to rape in order to be a rapist. In an attempted rapist, you gotta. You, either way, it's bad. I'm not saying one is better than another. Either way, it's bad. I just wanted to be um clear because you know a woman cannot give consent. She can't give consent if she's if she's inebriated, if she's Question. drunk, if she's high. She can think she's giving consent, but legally in the court of law, she could walk in a, the 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 um the the police station the next day and be like, "I was drunk, I didn't know what I was doing, 
and he did X, Y, and Z. Question: so. Do you do you think that is it possible, right? Mm-hmm. That a person that that does something like that in that instance, it, does the mindset be like, has he done this before? Mm. Hmm. Or is this mm, like, a, yeah, this is this the first time? Like, you know, who who are you? Because I I remember I've never had an experience like that at all. But I'm thinking to myself, I would question every aspect of this individual. Like, you know, how how frequently has this occurred? Has it occurred before? Um, one of my homegirls told me that she was raped by somebody in a similar situation and she thought well, she was cool, but she was, you know, she was inebriated and it, it messed me up, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year was a year where I really learned a whole lot about what black women specifically experience in, in this, in this country, in this world. And it's heartbreaking, you know, to even hear this story, like, you know, we, we up here, you know, kind of joking a little bit in the beginning, but I really, I really hurt that you experienced that from this clown. And thank you. It validated your trust. And that's that's not that's fucked up. Well, let me let me ask you guys this, because as we talk about this, um, it was my birthday. So by the grace of God, all of my people were there. I need a drink. (laughs) um, And so but the next day he called in full tears, apologetic (sighs) about the whole thing. And it created this dynamic that I never expected to have to contend with of facing a person in their worst, right? As a predator, right? And them being contrite and them coming to it like, you know what? Yes, Haley. I, I didn't see what hey, she Haley. said. Hey, Sheree, she said, let's jump him. <laughs> hey, let's do um, it. Real talk. Yeah, it created this dynamic that now I had to contend with. And for a long time, I think even still now, I didn't know how to, I just I just kept my distance, if that makes any sense. But I, my question to you as men, is there, has you ever experienced this where a man has done something in of this of this kind of degree and felt contrite felt sad felt like apologetic because he had all the excuses oh, I I just didn't know how to tell you and blah 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 it was one of those things so what do you think as men I don't know a person that's close to me that will mm-hmm. tell me that they validated a woman in that way mm-hmm. uh, my experience is where the behavior of a man has been questionable um particularly around like somebody that was, you know, having a physical altercation, I intervene. Like you can't even do that shit around me. It just, just can't happen. Um, now to, to be very fair about my own history, mm-hmm. if I'm, if I see a woman violating my friend, you don't get to do that either. Mm-hmm. Right. If you talking to my homeboy real foul, I'm going to tell you, you need to get the fuck out of our house too. I'm equal opportunity with it. Right. I'm, I'm I feel like I, I try to be a little balanced. Um, so I'm, I'm protective of like, like for you, for example, right? Rasheen brings you into the circle. You sis, you little sister for, for, for now on. Mm-hmm. When um, our sister that, that does the production shows up in LA, when she's Mimi, she's a she's, mm-hmm. she's little sister now. You know, Rasheen introduced her to the foe. Rose, she family now, you know? So mm-hmm. any anybody that, that that's in our circle, travels with us, hanging out with us, hopefully they feel comfortable enough around us where they know that Nothing like that would ever happen to them. 
but I don't, I don't, um, I don't know what, what, what that would look like. I don't know how to, how a dude would tell somebody, Hey, I almost raped this girl last night. Um, I, it's on our little topic list, but we're going to go down this okay, road. Awesome uh, to you. You, 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 might, you might need to repeat that whole thing because you know how your internet does. Damn. Okay, I was saying this is a very interesting topic. We wasn't supposed to be going on this, but since we're here, um, you know, the statistics say that the majority of women have had some type of rape, abuse, molestation, something in the course of their life. I want to say it's something like I don't want to. I can't quote the stats, don't, but I let's say it. it's like two out of four. It's it's a, even, a majority of women, something like that. And what women always say on the internet that I've always really agreed with is the women say we are all going through this, and all the men say, well, we don't know who's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I don't know nobody that's doing mm. it. The friends don't know nobody who's doing it. I don't. You know where? Clearly, something ain't adding up here. So I mean, it happens um, all. It, this would be, it happens on both sides. I was molested by a woman who was my babysitter. It happens, it, it can happen to anybody. It can happen at any time. Um, people can be exploited. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I remember I told my mom about this when I lived, I was, I was grown, this happened years ago. I was four, five years old when this thing took place. And I'm 25, 26, 27, telling my mom, like, hey, I just want to tell you, like, this is what happened. She was she was pissed, right? Because you want to protect the people that you love. And so I, I don't, I think a lot of men and women have been violated in some way in their lifetime. And part of it is kind of how you process it. And to Harishi's point, this dude is, he's like an abuser, an abuser. You know, you kind of apologize in hopes that you kind of get back into good graces and you hope you get another opportunity to do it again, right? And that's what I think about this dude. Mm. So hopefully you gave that dude the highest minute said, the leak, don't call me no more. If you do, I'm calling the police. You fuck mm -hmm. boy, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, boy, I think, yeah, I think dude is, um, all the theatrics was so that you wouldn't paint him as he was. Because he spent so much time putting in to show you he was different and then showed you that he was exactly like the mm. rest. And now he's got to go back. He's got to. So the, the the tears, anytime dudes be boohooing and crying and half of the time I'm looking at it like that's theatrics. I I, I just, I, that's me. Um, but to, to KG's point, um, and no, not KG, John's point, like who's doing all this? And let's be honest, like as men, we can't tell women how to think and feel about how we interact with them. We can't tell them. We can't we can't project it on them. And as young men growing up, we do a lot of things. Y'all might not like this. We do the, we do a lot of things that are rapey. We do, and then when and the women may be feeling, they they, they may be they're for real. They may be feeling something about it, and they not share it to us. And we just thinking we just young men being young men and getting notches on our belts. Go in, and and in reality, in. we we may have just committed a sexual assault. So when people be like, "Oh my God, not me," women be mm -hmm. like, "Yeah, I was raped. I was raped. I was sexually assaulted. I was sexually assaulted." And dudes be like, "I don't know who's doing this, Mug. Maybe you did it." Mm hmm. Cause, cause when you was coming Yo, up, 
you, you thought it was it. cool to put your hands between her legs sitting at the at, at, at the movies when all she wanted to do was go to the movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think there's a lot of stuff we need to reevaluate in terms of what we do, how we do it, because we can't tell these sisters how to feel about their interactions with us even though we want to put ourselves in a different position in a, in a higher pedestal. So that's that's how I think about what's, it. What's the balance? What's the balance? It's hard. Right. I, don't, I don't know. Because what you're saying is, is you, you're putting a whole lot out there, Ron. And I, you listen, we, we grown and we boys, we, my best man in my way, and we didn't went through a whole lot of shit together. Yep. So, John, I know you're ready for it. I, I, I'm, I've been drinking, too, and it's been a long day. I've been so, having a whiskey I got all a, and, I got a, and I got another point to go on to that shit, too. So go ahead, bro. But you've it's been like, drinking water, so it don't matter. Exactly. So, Let's go. Pomegranate so, juice. Fuck when you, y'all. When, go you think about it, when you think about it, so Ron brought a point that the example was the movies, right? You're on a date. You like somebody. She know you like, she know you like her. She like you. What, so what is assault? Not, 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 I'm, not, I'm not asking because I don't know. What I'm, what I'm saying is a question, a, a real question. Mm-hmm. At what point does it become assault when y'all like each other? And at what point is it, I'm ready, I want this to kind of progress in this kind of avenue, right? Is there a conversation that has to take place? Is it, I'm looking you in the eye and I'm batting my eyes at you and you feel like it's, I got a green light, I open it and I misread it or she misreads it. Like, you know, as men and women, two people live, two different sexes living on the planet, same species, how do you navigate that where the man doesn't say, damn, I fucked up. But the woman doesn't say, damn, I fucked up. And you have that dynamic where, you know, you can kind of kind of coexist. And I present that to particularly Harisi, but then the fellas, I would love to hear y'all point of view on that too. Obviously, when she says no, you need to stop. But how do you put your foot, how do you put your toe in the water? Now, but, again, but sometimes they don't Harisi. even feel. Sometimes Harisi. Harisi. Alexa, turn right light off. Um, but Alexa, no. Alexa, be quiet. Alexa turned it off. You better get it. Hey, my Alexa cut off my lights too. Um, you know what? That's a really hard question to answer because, um, with women, I feel like we are from our prepubescent years, we're walking through what is like an ongoing exploration of our sexuality, right? So we may sit down at the movies with you and we're like, oh my gosh, I like him. I'm so excited. Oh, he took me out on a date, girl. And we sit down and we're just like, we're just there just to watch the movie. And then he puts his hand on his on your knee or you know, tries to creep his fingers up your thigh. And in that moment, you're trying to discover how do I feel about this? How do I feel about him? I, I like him, yes, period, point blank. I don't. I kind of want to see what this feels like. I, maybe I've never had this done before. Maybe I'm. this is just the first time that I'm experiencing this kind of sexual action. Whatever. We're walking through this like exploration. And I, I mean, I can only speak for myself. I think there have been times when I'm walking through that moment and there's not enough time for me to decide like, whoa, this is happening too fast for me because the 
because I am going through like this, like um, sexual exploration as well, if that makes any sense. It does. And, uh, very much. And I, and I hate that. Let's be very clear. I wish that maybe I, I walked into more situations being very clear about like, as I am in my thirties, like, oh, I'm going over to your house and you know what's up. Like, but- Meet the meat. You know? Hopefully you're protecting yourself. <laughs> I'm so lady. I will not be <laughs> But I will say- Meet the meat. Things are Kelsey much different. Let me, let me sip on my drink. Let me sip on my right? drink. Right, right. Please do. I promise right? I'm going to get me to be t-shirt out there. Things are much different now. You know what you want. You you have a clear idea of like, oh, this is what I'm here for. And there, there are moments where, I, I, and you guys can tell me if I'm right, but I feel like men, you guys have a very clear idea of, from a young age of like sexually what you want. And we're still, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah no. I, I, think, I think with men, it's a, it's a trial and error. Right, you 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 kind of listen to your boys, like 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 your uncles, your cousins, what you see on television to some extent, what you watch on porn, um, and those other things you either replicate, emulate, and you mm -hmm. you test you test it out, and whatever what you find your you find your niche, what works for you, and that that becomes what grows in your ability, right? So we got mm -hmm. you know we got Lee Mubai on the call who can talk to anybody. And like it's, it's like a he's like a, a damn magician when it comes to talking to women. Don't look behind. Don't look behind yeah. Lee. We talking to you, I'm, Lee. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> this dude up here. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's I a, don't know what they talking about. And in, in, in a very real way, and this is the straight notation of the podcast. So Neil has an innate ability where it, he is very disarming to people, and he's not predatory, right? I've never seen Neil be a predator to anybody, um, but he. He has a he, he has a, a unique ability to communicate with women, and I don't know if they like him or like him, but he just they just they laughing and they mm. engaging in the conversation and he giggling and doing his little nail dance and shit and <laughs> laughing and whatnot. And so it's just it's just you just kind of sit back in awe, right? Like John, I have no game. John has no game. Rasheen, people like Rasheen because he's articulate and they like man, Rasheen is oh, like a whoa, great whoa. guy. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was wondering if John gonna let that just slide by like that. Me too. Just hear that Me correctly? too. I was like, oh, I guess that's my respect. Right. He said that straight. Up. John ain't got no game. He was like, what? No. <laughs> just say, just he just said that all, Cole. Just Let me ask you a question because I, I love the conversation and like John said to his credit, this wasn't this wasn't the route of the show. But let me turn it up three hundred degrees. So when is it? When is it okay to have these discussions? And I'm gonna take it to another level because I knew for some black families, because I've I've experienced it, I've seen it. Like if you have young ones and you bring them to like a family reunion, and oh, there's Uncle Herschel over there, and oh hey, and people be like, oh nope, don't 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 let Uncle Herschel say hello. And I'd be like, what the hell? You know, it's like that one uncle that's a little bit too touchy, too feely. And in my mind, because I didn't grow up with a big family, it was just me, and my mother, and my grandmother in New York. In my mind, it seems like, okay, if you know Uncle Herschel is a touchy, touchy, feely predator, address that shit, get him the fuck out the family reunion. Why is he still here? But then I'll see like a litany of people. Oh, it happened to me. It happened to Cousin Cheryl. It happened. To, and I'm like, so all y'all went through this shit? 
and he's still coming to the family reunions? When does it get addressed? When do we be like, you know, you banned from the cookout, get the hell out of here? When his, Yo, when his daddy whoop his ass. Mm. See, I mean, John and Kelsey, go ahead. Yeah, and then me. I mean, I'm uh, we, we in a um, in our modern world in 2021 is very very different than how we was raised in the early 90s, mid 90s, 2000s, so on yes. and so forth. And what I mean by that is, and we've argued about this before, and, and I'm willing that this can be the hill I die on. Uh, we were not taught as men, consent. I'm talking about 20, 30 years ago. I'm not saying that we was taught to go out and rape people and nothing like that. I'm saying the idea that you must like get verbal, uh, positive consent from a woman that you're dealing with is a fairly new concept for most men. And that is not something that we were talking about in 1994, 1995, so on and so forth. At least that's not how I was necessarily raised or talking about. And so my point is, I think that we need to, men need to be taught to get a yes, and women need to be empowered to say no. Like one of the things that Reese was saying is that, like in that situation as a woman, and you know, you might like it, you might not. A lot of women, and I've heard this many different times, are like, okay, I wanted to stop at this point, but now my shirt's off and I feel some kind of way. And I'm scared, you know, and I don't feel like I can tell him no. So they go forward doing something that they might not have necessarily wanted to do because they felt like they couldn't say no at that particular point in time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But and you know, the man is just doing whatever it is that he's doing, and she didn't say no, so he's just going forward with whatever he, you know. And that's that's my major point. Men need to be taught consent and yes. Women need to be empowered to say no. And that's basically where <laughs> you ain't answer my damn question. But thank ahead, you, Ra. Rago. Thank you, Ra. Um, I, I, I don't think it's as simple as men need to um be taught X, Y, and Z, and women need to be empowered to say no. I don't think I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's as simple as when we were coming up, we didn't get the the talking points on consent. Um, it's not that simple, John. And the reason why I say that, because while we're talking about this, a friend of mine just texted me because she, I, I'm assuming she's watching it because she just texted me and she just talked about how she was sexually assaulted in 2019. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to put her name out there. Right. She said Memorial Day 2019, which was not that far ago. Mm -hmm. She had a sexual assault situation. This is a grown ass woman, woman dealing with dudes who at this point in time know what a sexual assault is and i'm gonna tell you right now if I, I could say something about her right now and i guarantee 80 to 90 percent of the people who are watching us would know exactly who i'm talking about guarantee this and she's not she don't even go, she never graduated she didn't go to howard she didn't graduate from howard but i guarantee you 80 to 90 percent of people 90 percent of people they would know her but she's like i was sexually assaulted in 2019 memorial day you know what I'm saying? Grown men, it's not about whether or not we were taught certain things coming up. Because quite honestly, if we weren't taught them, these young cats ain't taught them. They, no one's teaching these young cats. If we didn't get it, then the, the generations behind us didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is these sisters... We're dealing with a completely different power dynamic. It's not a matter of just empowering them to, like, they have grown up almost taught as if they were an underclass to men. 
So they may not be comfortable enough saying, yo, stop. You know what I'm saying? So we like how do we deal with this? How do we unpack it? How do we how do we, it's a hard thing because this shit's it's gonna keep going. It's it's going yeah. to keep going. Like, yes. So I'm at a point now, like I'm at a point now where I'm saying, how do as grown men understanding the things that we have done and looking at what's going on now, how do we then wrap our arms around women to let them know they have a safe space to to unpack this stuff? talk about the stuff and then we have an opportunity to go to the younger cats and be like listen these are things you need to do almost understanding that it's it might be a losing battle because we're fighting other images and other influences that are coming to them from hip-hop from popular culture from media so it's a lot going on you so, you, go ahead go ahead Neil. no no, no i'm saying I, I love everybody's topic and point of view and candidness and honesty but to my original post I didn't hear none of y'all wonderful answers yet. I ain't said nothing yet. Let, how let, do me, we... let me let me let me jump on you. Let me jump. Oh, not, not that. Not oh, like that. But I got me... you. I got you. I don't I do that. I, I, I got you. I've been doing my whiskey nail. I'm sorry. I've been doing my whiskey. I got you. Yeah, but so break it down, Kelsey. How you break down the generational curse? The generational curses, you know, it's on us, right? If if we see Uncle. Herschel. Herschel, if we see Auntie Susie doing some foul shut, hey, you need to get the fuck out of here with your predatory ass. And we need to call 911 on her punk butt. The, the, it's not, it's not, it's not, let me finish. No, 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 for you, I need to finish. Like you always say, I need you. I need you. Hold on. No, no, Kelsey, listen, listen. I have done what you said before. I have done that. But if you're not part of that family, if you're not part of that family and they say, this is how we deal with it. Please wait. Please wait. Please wait. Yeah, I Please wait. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so I this out. Uh, on the flip, on in addition to this, it's not a black thing either. Like I, this happens across the board. White families protect criminals. Black families protect criminals. Latinx families protect criminals. It's because we think we have this notion, and we've been taught this our whole life: blood is thicker than water. And so, because they blood, we supposed to look past their transgressions. Well, Keltrick is a snitch. And if you fuck up some shit around Keltrick, Keltrick is going to do everything he can to snitch on you and get your ass in trouble. Go ahead, Takashi. in the story. No, no, don't, don't ever do that now. Takashi. No, no. Point. But, but see, right no, Keltrick, I totally agree with you, but my thing with that is the scenario, and not you, let's say you were married into the family where that shit happens. So what? now you being Keltrick is like, I'm gonna see that shit. You get the fuck out of here. So it's the family that you married into been like, mm. we've been dealing with this for years. So now if you say mm. something, no, no, no. So I, I'll give you. You got, you got to. You got you to. Have to say you something. got to say something. You got and, that. That's the thing. And okay, I protect, I, mm -hmm. If it's if I'm married into something, it is my family. Like right. yep. not not everybody else. I mean, listen, they got to deal with that. But when it comes to Keltrick, Keltrick's wife, Keltrick's kids, I could give two. Flying fucks about whatever people did. Don't bring nothing like that around my family because you won't ever see them again. Period. Right. Right. And I'm and I'm good. I'll tell I'll tell my mama that. I'll tell my in-laws that. Whatever stuff you got going on that I don't want to present to my kids and my wife, you will not see us. And we are well off enough where you, we ain't got to see you. We don't need nothing from you. We good. And you got to be able to accept that. 
And the only reason I was saying that because I had a homeboy, I ain't gonna say his name a long time ago. Same scenario, he got married into a family, but when he would take his his kids to the family reunion, it's like his wife would be like, nah, you know, Uncle Herschel, we don't fuck with him like that. And he was like, What you mean? That's family. Nah. And then long story short, they had that conversation, and it happened to her when she was a teenager and he was hot. He wanted to, you know, wild out, wild, wild west. He was like, nah, we just we just don't say nothing, we keep away from him. Type shit like that. And he felt some type of way because it's like, my kids can't know their family, which I'm glad they can't. But my wife got violated and I can't address it. So it, it brought a little tension between them for a while. But, you know, it worked the, out, thank God. The, part of, the part problem of it is, the, is go ahead, the problem is people aren't comfortable with being uncomfortable. Thanks. Like, you got to be uncomfortable with some shit. Like, my niece, she's eight. I'm her bulldog and I will continue to be so. And I don't care who is uncomfortable, my cousins, anybody. Cause, cause you know, people try to be like, oh, we don't want to ruffle feathers. We gotta be willing to ruffle some feathers because that's how you save a person's life. That's how you save them from being violated and all the things. But people don't want to be uncomfortable at the expense of someone's innocence. And that is, I don't even have a word for that. It's 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 ridiculous. I don't know when we got so soft. I posted this today on, on Instagram in my stories. I said, I'm a very nice person, but I can also be a big, big asshole. And you can love me or you can hate me. And either way, I don't care. I will do whatever, whatever I can to make sure nobody, not a thing, takes away my daughter's innocence before she decides she wants to be a grown woman. Mm -hmm. And if that means cutting her off from family members, so be it. If it means severing ties with friendships, so be it. If it means anything, and I don't mind being that person that people be like, man, I can't stand KG. I don't care, I'm gonna steal it tonight. Regardless of whatever anybody thinks about Keltrick. Except the people that I love, my friends. Mm -hmm. I love my friends more than some of my family members. And I'm okay with that because I, I, I made a conscious decision about who I want to be in my life, yep. how much I want them to be in my life, and what access I want them to have in my life. So if you ain't got that access, people can call me this my that's my blood. I will ignore that call so quick. You would think it's the goddamn spam calls calling me. And you got to be able to have that kind of mindset to your point, Harisi, where it's like, you know what? I can give a goddamn if you don't like what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of these situations, unfortunately, um, you know, when you start peeling back the layers and talking to the family and whatnot like that, you start hearing the skeletons in the closet from, you know, granddad and uncles and aunties or whatever whatever back in the day or whatever and i think that so many people are just um complacent i guess uh in old days i agree somebody said in 2021 is totally totally different i would definitely agree with that but you know in the 80s and the 90s and so on and so forth it just was not it was like uh neil like you said you you said what do you do when you know that family member is foul in some kind of way my family we isolated that person. He was still in the family. She was still in the family. Uh, they still came to all the celebrations and stuff like that, but it was un understood. You literally can't leave your kids with this person. You know what I'm saying? You literally can't leave your money around this person, because whatever situation or whatever the case is. And I think it is very um, easy, I guess, to say, well, you know, I'm going to stomp into the family reunion and kick 
Uncle Herschel at the family reunion or whatever the case is, then you got to deal with Big Mama. Because what if she don't want Uncle Herschel to leave? Then they gonna say right. your ass leaves, which is fine. If you that's the, what you want to do, you like well to protect right. my family and do what I got to do. I got to step out, and that's what it is. Everybody ain't that strong. Here's the deal. At this point, at, at this point in most of our family hierarchies, we are the the not the alpha. I don't want to say it like that, but we are the 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 people that everybody looks to for answers. We're the people that kind of made it. Right now, this 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 is potential that you have this survivor's guilt where you have been the, the, the individual who have made it to a certain stature where everybody looking at you like you got all this money. And none of us do. We, none of us are paid. We'll be giving out you know, thousands of dollars. We, we good, but we ain't that good. Right. Harishi probably experiences as well where people are looking at her and everybody's looking at you like, hey, man, you got it. You good. If you walk away from it, they will. They are less willing to do that to you because they think. That you you were this, you are the silver bullet. You can help everything. You can help solve all the issues in our family. You know it all. You are all knowing because you went to Howard. You know you you got these degrees. You got this job. We see you on TV. We see you doing X, Y, and Z. Like people people assume so much. It is less likely right now that Big Mama want to kick you out because in the mindset of most minorities, appearances are better than facts. Uh-huh. And if the fact is, if, if you appear to be that great, they don't want to like disrupt you or uh, annex you from the family. It's like, it, 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 it'll, look, it'll look horrible because uh-huh. you are out there. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I, I think we have, we're in the cat bird seat, as they say. We can do what we want, say what we need to say, but we have to be responsible. And if you're a parent, you need to guard your kids, guard yourself too, right? But you need to guard Guard your, your well-being, whatever that circle is, with as much fortitude and force that you can to mm-hmm. that you protect yourself. Yep. Mm. This is true. And I we could stay on this topic for easily another three, four hours, but we already we have an hour and 15 minutes. We have and more. I know that we want uh, to touch on I don't know. one thing at least. And fortunately, I mean, we got to talk about DMX we have a little to. bit. You know what I'm saying? We have to. DMX, um, unfortunately, for those who are not aware, Rob, you want to mm-hmm. take this? Go for it. I just want to, um, for, for I mean, we got five people here, including myself, who are all um, Howard family, and we 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 know how it felt when we looked at um, the transition for for Chad um, yeah. Bozeman. We we know how that felt. We you know how that how that affected the family, how it affected Howard. Um, I, I just want to say that uh, when it comes to DMX, Earl Simmons, and, and the Yonkers family, um, mm. everything we felt about Chad, multiply that by like 10. Mm-hmm. Maybe even 100. Mm-hmm. Because cause in Yonkers, Yonkers mm-hmm. is a, it's, it's, it's a large city. It's, it's the largest city in New York State outside of Manhattan. And for those of us who are black, we grew up in a certain area and we had um, because because of conscious decisions, they kept all the black people in one area. So for those who are Yonkers connected and grew up in a certain time period, um, everyone was touched by Earl Simmons, everybody, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, so what he's going through right now is is very important to us who come from Yonkers, for those of us mm. who know him, who've spent time with him, 
my boy Kizzy. Kizzy, who's always on the show, kicking it with us. Um, Kiz, his name is Kizlianik Zalakia Holloway. I'm putting this full government out there. He was out here early. I don't know if he's still with us. But but Kizzy is, he's Earl's uncle. Like, his sister mm. is Earl's mother. And um, and we spent a lot of time running the streets. Uh, my brother ran the streets. Kizzy's brother ran the streets with, with, with Earl. So um, it's really, really personal in terms of what's going on with the brother right now. So we, we are we are praying for the best. We are hoping for the best. Um, I hope we are preparing for uh, the worst, but we are praying for the best. So when we think about that, um, I remember when um, and Kizzy hit me up early on one of um, we call him Buzz. So Buzz hit me up earlier on on one of the posts I put. And he was like, "Yo, tell him, yo, yo, pray for X, you know, talk about X, da da da, and you know, talk about the story about when we went to um get the album. So when 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 it's dark and hell is hot dropped." Me and Buzz, we 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 went to the, the I think it was Tower Records up in Manhattan, up in Times Square, thinking, "All right, we just gonna go see Earl. We we gonna get the get the album, call it a day." You know, we had already kicked it at Powerhouse Studio. We was at the rec, we was at the studios. It was, and we have, you know, the dude been rhyming since forever. So we just like, "All right, we just gonna get the album." That's our, that's our man's. We get up there. We had never seen the type of security. Wow. Around a person in our lives. You're coming out of yeah. Yonkers. We ain't never seen that type of security. It just it was it was sick. So um I remember um just long, long, long story. The first time I ever approached somebody to try to take their stuff. My fault. The only time I ever approached somebody to try to take their stuff from them was because of him. I got into a fight, it was down the hill. I came back up the hill. He's Earl is standing on the DMX stand on the corner with my brother. It's apparent I got into a fight. And he was like, all right. My brother's like, yo, did you beat him? I'm like, of course. <laughs> Earl is like, did you rob him? I'm sorry, what? He's like, did you rob him? No, nah, I wasn't robbed. Let's go back down the hill. Like, <laughs> So we went back down the hill, like like in Yonkers, we had a tight. So, so I think it's important that we talk about this because people, people, I don't think fully understand the type of impact this dude had on hip hop, on on um, Rockefeller, not Rockefeller. I mean, um, uh, Rough Riders, Def Jam. Um, I'm thinking the whole Def Jam family. What he did, Swiss Beats. Swiss, like, and well, a Swiss is a whole, a whole different thing in terms of um how he came up because you know he he was a dean and the brothers who was managing him that was his brother you know what I'm saying that was their brothers so you know so he got a but Swiss blew up after doing all that stuff he did with Rockefeller <clears throat> I mean with um with Rough Rider so hey, we we think about what's going on with him right now. He's yeah. at a point where they're reported where they're reporting he's in a vegetative state. Yeah. He's on life support. So then you think if he's on life support, at a, at a point in time, the family may have to make a decision. Oh, Rookie was like, I remember when he came to Howard Homecoming. Um, yeah, that was one of the most was memorable. Wild. It was dope. It was dope. I didn't even get a chance to see him. 
Um, because I think he was sparking up in the green room and they shut down the, the uh, the, um, I think he was in fine arts at the time. They shut it down. So I, I couldn't get in to see him, but, um, but yeah, it was dope. So when you talk about asthma too. Yeah. Oh, he ain't give a damn about asthma. No. Never give a damn about asthma. He, <laughs> he had his inhaler on him all the time. But, um, but what is that? If you have a family member, like this is more than just a conversation about DMX. What about family members we have that reach that point where they're like the doctors are like, listen, we're doing what we're doing all we can do. He's on life support. Do we remove him off of life support? Someone has to make that decision. Someone has to be like, it's better that he goes on or they go on as opposed to staying here and suffering and waiting for a recovery. Go ahead, John. Go ahead, it is John. so important uh, in this whole conversation, everybody hearing this and reading this and listening to this, please get a will together, get your um, death plan or whatever you want to call it together, because if he had all that in place, it's laid out what he wants to do. You know what I mean? It's either do not resuscitate or do whatever you got to do to bring me back or whatever, but it's already laid out. With so many uh, people, we think that, you know, they, we don't like to really discuss our deaths and what's going to happen, even though it is a completely part of life or whatever. Black uh, everybody need that. I believe that's probably everybody, but again, on this show, when we say people, the black is silent. <laughs> Nonetheless, you're right, KG. But I agree, like, uh, get your will together, get your life plan together, make all those decisions. Um, I think it's very sad. I think the most unfortunate part of all this is that he has struggled with drug addiction for many, many years. And, and all of this is kind of contributed to his place. And it, his dichotomy is really, really interesting because you go on one hand, you got this real um, thug rapper kind of dude, but then on the other, if you know him and I don't know him, but I've heard many people talking about him who do know him, and he is a uh, God-fearing, preaching, literally pull out the Bible and start, you know, quoting it to you type person. Not that those people cannot have their issues or whatever, whatever. I just mean that there's uh, such a sharp, you know, difference between kind of the two personalities there. And, you know, it, it's just very sad all the way around and I dare say that in, a lot of people listening to this have people in their families that have that kind of thing I don't think it's a yeah. sharp difference I, I think that yeah. if 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 you have a, a a full and comprehensive understanding of Christianity and God and Jesus that it makes space for you to be thug and at the same time be like in spite of all of my shortcomings, there was someone who died. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna shout today. Woo! Jesus. I mean, seriously, like, like folks really don't like. I think oh. he had a full under. And I remember, for those who know me and that Howard, I was at I was at Divinity School, and I had to do a presentation in one of our world religion classes, and I actually walked up in this world religion class. With a bunch of you know, old folk who were the you know, deacons and preachers or whatever, and I played DMX. 
I did. Because when you listen mm-hmm. to the songs that he had that was dedicated to um his experience with religion, it laid out the idea that, yeah, I'm, I ain't the best and I've made mistakes, but your theology says that there's a God that's like, forget your mistakes. It's okay. I sent a Jesus. He took care of that. We good. So there's no dichotomy for me. It's, it's, I mean, that's the purpose of Christianity to be like, you all messed up, but strive, try to do better, all that great stuff. But understand, understand you know, the sacrifice has already been made. You're good. You're good. And I think he was trying to settle in the, the idea that he was good. He was okay. Like the whole the whole drug thing. I mean, in Yonkers, if you grew up in Yonkers, you, I mean, I'm shocked I ain't on drugs. Like Yonkers was hard. If you have an if you have a chance to go watch um, Show Me a Hero. I think that's the name of it. It's an HBO special and it's called Show Me a Hero. If you have an opportunity to go watch that and you see what white folk intentionally did to us in in black communities in Yonkers. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. You be I, on drugs uh, too. I'll say this, Rob. One, thank you for sharing or uh, putting DMX into some context, some proper context, some much needed context. Because those of us that, I mean, listen, I don't know no shit about New York except for what y'all tell me. Um, that humanizes him in a, in, a, in a way that I, I think that a lot of people may not understand. So, I, me knowing you, I know you're going through it. And, you know, as you know, without anybody saying it, you know, I'm here for you and whatever you need, bro, you know, I got you. Um, as far as, you know, DMX specifically, I'm not a religious dude no more. Like I could fuck Christianity, Judaism, whatever. Uh, I'm just. He said that is. not it's me. It's where you are. It's where he is. It's, it's where, where I am. am. It's where I am right now. Yeah. And I, what, I, what I'll say is this, I, I am, I'm a praying person, not to uh, a deity, so to speak, but I'm praying that he is as well as the universe needs and wants him to be. And I hope that whatever the universe's plans are for him, that he fulfills them in, total, in totality. Um, I hate that his family is experiencing what they're experiencing. And, and more importantly, I think we can learn because he had an uncle Herschel that introduced him to some BS. Mm-hmm. And that is what, you know, kind of got him down on this track because of some somebody that he he trusted. And I think it goes back to kind of in some parallels to Harish's experience with, with, with the little fuck boy. Um, you know, like who we put our trust in, it's... You know, we need to we need to validate these folks in a different kind of way. And it's no perfect system. Right. You know, we just got to we live and we learn. And unfortunately or fortunately, you know, DMX is, has provided an avenue for us to kind of teach our kids differently. Like, hey, when you see Uncle Herschel go the other way, he dealing with some yeah. stuff you don't need to deal with. And maybe 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 his parents. I'm thinking to myself, like, how would I tell my kids like Uncle Herschel or Auntie Joanne? You know, they ain't the people you need to be around without being too, without compromising their, you know, their 
you know, the, the, the innocence or even them being curious and saying, you know, let me find out what's going on with Uncle Herschel or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's it's a teaching it's a teaching moment. I think we got to do it. And um, I'm just I'm hoping that the brother, you know, does everything that he needs to do personally so that his family doesn't have to make that decision. See, I I took it from a whole different concept, and and, and Rod, I already know how you feel about X. It's understood. It was a big thing in Yonkers, Mount Vernon, Bronx, the world, worldwide. But for me, the whole X situation has told me to like check on your loved ones, man. You know, a lot of people put on the the happy face, or am I? You know, things are going well. I'll be the vulnerable one out here. Keltrick, check on me every couple of weeks or so. John knows I disappeared. Rod knows I disappeared. But check on your loved ones, man, because sometimes even as much as I know these brothers love me to death. Reese, you just knew sister, but I know you love me too. Yeah. But um, <laughs> even though I know they love me to death, I'm the type of person I disappear when I go through stuff because I look at it where it's like I got stuff going on in my life and I love them too much to put burdens on them because I know they going through stuff too. But in a reciprocating way, they're like, you family. I'm always going to be here for you. But for me, when I go through stuff, I disappear. I disappear for like six months easy. I'll get off social media. You won't answer, I won't answer call. I won't answer calls because that's me wallowing in the mire trying to get myself together. But sometimes that could be toxic too. I'll think that's my rehab. But Keltrick, Ra, and John have put me on to like, yo, just shoot us a text. Let us know that you're all right. But I'm just saying it's like, Check on your family members, see how they're doing. They, my, my brothers here, they do a wonderful job on it. But if you haven't heard from somebody in a while, check on them. Even if they pretend like everything is going well, really talk to them and like, yo, talk to me. Is everything really, really, really going well with you? Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say just black folks. I think everybody, we have this thing where it's just like, we don't want to be a burden to the next person. You know, I had a homie recently. He told me straight up, yo, dog, I thought about killing myself. And we really had to have a real deep conversation. And it, it wasn't that he was psychotic, mental. Not, he was just like, life is real. Like Keltrick and I said that last week. Life is real. And we understood and we laughed about it. But he was like, the way things were going for him, he really thought about it. He was like, yo, I might be better off if I wasn't here no more because my life insurance would take care of the kids. But he's in a better place right now. So I don't know. The whole DMX thing, man, just makes me say, check on your loved ones. Cause I know myself, when we saw DMX and he gained a little bit of weight and he was dancing. That's exactly doing, what I was thinking. Yeah, and doing all the things and he danced. Like, He's good now. Yeah, and he on Drink Champs and he brought his kids out and he was all happy. And within the course of, what was that? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago? He's a little more than that. Yeah, but you know, just, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, but no, that, like when I saw him do the- uh, The verses. The verses, I'm like, he fat. Addict fat. I'm like he. All right, he uh, like that demon ain't got a hold of him right now. He a fat boy. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, you, you know what I will fat. say. You can't be fat. There's a good ending to that. That <laughs> <be> what? <laughs> have you have you guys ever? No, let Reese finish up. KG. she about to say something. Go ahead. It's, it's, it's gonna count. It's gonna support what she's gonna say. Trust me. Uh-oh, you reading your mind, Reese. Have, wow. have you guys ever read the book Relentless No, by Tim Grover? Absolutely not. All right, so Tim Grover is a trainer for 
Michael Jordan, he did the same thing for Kobe Bryant and Dwayne Wade. But he, in the book, he has um, these categories of different types of people. And he calls a, the, the alpha person like a, like a cleaner. I won't say it's a cleaner. And he says that everybody has a dark side, all of us. And the dark side that we have is, you know, nobody knows what those dark side, those demons are except us, right? And it, it's really the the closer, the cleaner, depending on where you are in that. Like if you're not the, the alpha alpha, you can't control that demon. It controls you. Um, but the, that we, we have to figure out, all of us have to figure out how we attack, control, um, manage, the stuff that nobody else knows that we into, whether that's, you know, drinking, if it's smoking, if it's women, if it's men, whatever, whatever the things may be that nobody knows except the person in the mirror. You know, I think it's, you know, DMX, Rasheen, John, Harisi, Neil, me, my wife, my kids, at some point in time, like we all got to deal with that kind of shit. So, you know, just, Take the steps necessary to manage manage your your dark side. Go ahead, Reese. What you about to say, Reese? I was about to say, um, how did that tie in with what she was about to say? Right. <laughs> let let, let Reese have the floor. Go ahead, Reese. Go ahead, Reese. You tell know him, what? I forgot. He, tell him it okay. He just he. I I forgot. He made it. I was like, ooh, how do we do with our dark side? This is a great point. Um, I think what I was gonna say was what I love the most about this conversation is how we have all taken something from this, from someone that we either knew personally, like Ra or did not know. Um, but like for me, as a person who, by God's grace and blessing, wasn't raised around drugs or anything, it's it's reopened my eyes to to and my heart to have so much grace. You know, it's like you have to have so much grace for people and not even not knowing like where they've come from, not approaching them with judgment, just trying to have grace for wherever they are. Because I've always heard of DMX and his drug use as a joke. And people would make jokes about it and talk about it. And then I saw that video from D.L. Hughley on D.L. Hughley's page. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And to watch him be, it's, it, it, I was literally, Rita, I think you said in the chat, like you were a waterworks. I was like, just, uh, just gushing because my heart was like, what a, how difficult is it for him to have lived with this his entire life and for people to, to joke about it? You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I know we are all guilty of it in some way, shape or form. That's just how it, how it is. But man, it just reminded me that we have to approach people in their demons and their situations with so much grace. Mm -hmm. All right, John. I mean, yeah, here um, you go, Neil. Here you go, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, the code, this is a code for y'all to don't know. When Neil be like, all right, John, that's Neil's way of saying, John, wrap this shit up. Let's, let's go. Yeah, but don't, don't, Speaking um, of don't, 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 don't um, don't gloss over what Reese just said. Exactly, I mean, that's, that's fact. I mean, that's not something we just kind of just float out on. Uh, the reality that that his drug addiction 
can be connected to someone giving him a blunt mm -hmm. laced with crack mm -hmm. at 14. And the kid now now it's nothing for a 13, 12, 14 year old to smoke a blunt. It's nothing for that. In New York, especially in New York, that ain't mm -hmm. like if you from Oklahoma, all right, that might be foreign to you. But if you in New York yeah, and, you, and you got a blunt, you smoke a blunt. From somebody that you if trust. Someone, if someone did a little bit of this with the crack, and now that blunt has become a wooly. Mm-hmm. And we know, chem like now, so many years later, decades later, we know chemically what crack does to you. For you to have that addiction put in you by someone else, like you can't gloss over that. Okay. If everything about 100%. his own, his, everything about his own trajectory, I think is tied to his drug addiction. Mm -hmm. That's my own personal experience. You don't think so? You you saying he wouldn't be who he is without the crack experience? No, mm. I'm saying that he would have been way better, regard mm. like without the crack experience, mm -hmm. because I I like I have the benefit of mixtapes, DMX mixtapes. I have the benefit of seeing him battling cats coming up through Yonkers, the Bronx, Manhattan, like. I have the benefit of seeing that pre-crack. So I know I know lyrics that y'all never even heard of. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think without that and without being anchored down by that uh, that addiction. This is I, mean, I gotta ask a question. And this, it, I'm not trying to take us left, but it, it may I'm not trying no, to. We, we've been left a long time ago since That's the recent got That's on the true. screen. That's true. That is true. Messed up everything we was trying to do. <laughs> so with you, Reese, with, with what we was trying to talk about with 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 the thought the thought of that you, we know where he where he is currently. Yeah, we know that he shared a, a pivotal point. And this is my whole thing about religion, right? Why do they let stuff like this happen to people? And that you can name a lot of different situations where people be praying to God and Jesus and everything else, and it's like, why the fuck did this happen to this person? Is the universe saying to all of us that he had to go through this experience to give us the content that he gave us that the world knows? You know different because you have a little bit more information. But did the universe say, you know what, Earl, you got to go through this. And so when you present your content and it gets a chance to go out to everybody, the masses, that you had to go through this experience so you get to pour your heart out. And it's a it's a it's a very difficult question because at no point do you want somebody to go through smoking the blunt with some goddamn crack. Yeah. But again, the, the different sides, right? Why did this happen to him? Why do little kids get X, Y, and Z happen to them? You know what I mean? So more of a rhetorical question. Not that anybody needs to answer it, but I know we need to right. do what we need I to mean, do. I mean, my only answer is I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. But, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. And anyone who claims that they do know, all right, cool. Well, I don't know. Um, but I will say this, that his experience, other people's experience, my experience does not shake or um, deteriorate my faith. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I just. I, yeah, I, it, I, I have to say, too, that I love that you asked the question because that's kind of how I exercise my faith in asking the questions that I don't have answers to that plague me, that plague me. Literally, you know, I talk to God like, why? Why? And I think for me, at least in my faith, God has shown up so undeniably in my life that that is a truth. And then also the things that I don't understand is also is also just like a truth that I will walk through life, like looking for those answers. And some I think he will answer for me. Maybe some I'll learn when I'm on the other side. But I think that sometimes we get into this thing with with religion where we are we are on a, we don't want to say we don't know. And I think we have to be okay with saying like, you know, I don't know. I, I I really don't know. It makes no sense. And it seems unjust. It seems unfair, but. And you know what it is? It seems like it's sometimes it's based off whatever faith you choose, whatever faith you choose to follow under, whatever spiritual guidance you choose to follow under. Cause I think somebody just had a quote and I totally agree with it. It's not like this happened to him. It was already written. I believe certain things in our lives are just written. You're not going to understand it. It's not meant for you to understand. It's the path that you're just going to have to walk through. And some people question that. Oh, I could I could make my own faith, or I could make my own so, choice. So Harisi had to walk through her birthday experience. I'm saying it's very sensitive. I'm not saying that universally. Some things for some people. Kelsey, listen to what I'm saying. Some things are just written. You can't, there's no explanation to it. So it was there written that my babysitter had to molest me? I'm just, again, as, as we go through this, as we go through this topic, right? I think when we talk about like, it's written, I think people say that shit really loosely. I don't know if it's written. But it varies on the individual, though. It varies on the individual, though. I see what you're saying, but it varies on the individual. For me, certain things that may have happened that I may have shared you think, with y'all. You think, you was, think, hold on, hold on, hold on. Certain things that I may have shared in my life with y'all that was considered fucked up, foul. John may have said, yo, dog, you handled that real well. It wasn't for me to understand. It wasn't meant for me to be able to prepare for it, but I'm here now. So all the fucked up foul shit, and I'm not degrading or downplaying anything that happened to you, Reese, anybody in the world, where are you now? Are you more powerful now than you were when you went through that? You know what I'm saying? That's the mindset that I have. I'm not saying that's right for everybody. I'm not saying, oh, some foul shit must happen to each and everybody. I'm saying, where are you now? Are you stronger? Are you a stronger person now, Keltrick, than you were years ago? Of course. But I, I, I don't think... But I would say I would say part of that is not necessarily due to religion. As I, I say, religion, I say whatever spiritual gods or whatever for sure. For sure. But I'm saying the religion piece, in my opinion, my perspective is what is what the it's the divisive part that we experience. That is the divisive part that we experience, and we it's a, it's a whole different conversation. But it's all love. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. I'm spiritual. I believe I believe in the universe. John, wrap us up. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, in short, in my opinion, religion is man's attempt to explain things that are beyond his comprehension. I do not believe that God is Christian, Muslim, Judaist—I mean, Jewish, or whatever the case is. Um, yes, unfortunately, people go through horrific situations 
uh, for reasons that are beyond their comprehension or whatever the case is. And religion is just one of many different ways that people, uh, a toolbox that people use to deal with those things. Um, that said, I'm, I'm that just going to say it. I got to say it. I got to say it. I know. If you got, if you got an issue with religion, then you just had a bad person to teach you religion. Nope. That's, I, that's all I got to say. Go ahead, I'm I'm just Lord saying. Jesus. I, I have no, I have no problem with religion. Lord Keltrick. There you go, John. Go ahead. I got no Lord problem John. with religion. I got no Lord problem Neil. with spirituality. I got no problem with spirituality or religion. I'm just saying that a lot of things that people identify Ooh. as their issue with religion is because they encountered someone who was bad at teaching them religion. That's just encounter why. someone who's better at teaching you religion. That's, not That's all. Farrakhan came to Howard. Farrakhan came to Howard and spoke. All right, Farrakhan. Let me in finish. Terms Let me finish. The religion Let of the, me finish. The, you Let have no finish. idea what the Let religion of the nation of Islam Let is. Let me though. finish. But you don't know what the you nation of Islam religion is. You have no idea what I'm about to say. You, you, you didn't do the know. let me finish dance that you did. Do you earlier. know what the, the religion of the nation finish. of Islam let is. Me so you're gonna bring let it up. me finish. No way. Let me Show finish. Us. Okay, go ahead, finish. What he said is <laughs> <laughs> religion is the sum of everything, right? So if you are Muslim, it could That's be not to what get religion is. Let me finish. God damn it. <laughs> One plus six equals if seven is God, right? Yes. There's a lot of different ways to get yes. to the number seven. So what Farrakhan's point was, there is no one way to do it. And so religion jockeys for all of these different numerical equations mm -hmm. that they say, this is the way to get to number seven. Well, shit, if I do six plus one, if I do seven minus zero or seven plus, he did all of these different types of equations and said, listen, that's no right answer. There's the wrong answer. And so what I my perspective is you don't even need that. You need to associate yourself with anything mm. if you want to get mm. to the answer of seven. You can just say, I want to be with seven. Mm. So again, Ron's died on the inside. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Well, so we have so we have to come back and have a conversation about religion. There you go. I've been, I've been trying to stay away there from the religious conversation for straight I, I didn't want to do that because I've been drinking. Tell him, John. I want to have no whiskey and talk about religion. John, I didn't John, want to do John. that. But why not? Yo, uh, this is a whole other show. <laughs> We've been out here for an hour and 45 minutes. We've been Thank going in, cuz. Thank you for we appreciate you all. Please listen to Straight No Chaser, the podcast. Yes. Like it, share it, subscribe it. Um, I don't want to. This is a wonderful conversation. We want to continue with this, but we don't want to keep y'all because we know you got to work in the morning. Hint, hint. So, right. <laughs> where can they find us, y'all? Right. Yay, here we, we are. See. Yay. You didn't, I didn't, you guys didn't give me a Blase Skippy this show. No, no Blase Skippy. Damn, my no. bad. What's that? <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's one of our words. We use that. Anyway, okay. we got a final word, maybe like one word. Keltron. Harisi. Yes. Everybody. Um, ladies my first. one word. This has been the most enjoyable Wednesday night I've had in a long time. Please have me back. I had such a great time. There you go. 
phenomenal. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Phenomenal. Cage. Cage. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, I Great would job, say, you know, prayers out to X. Um, you know, we, we're pulling for you, uh, Earl. Just do what you got to do. But if 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 it's better for you not to be here, Word. then move on. Yeah. That's not one word, but it's was worth it. There you go. You got big eyes. I don't have one word. I'll just say, man, everybody stay peaceful, stay purposeful, and just say prayed up, yo. That's it. Oh, I got I got one more advice. Bitcoin is going Coinbase is going public next week. So if you don't. if you if you want to invest, Coinbase might be a wait good three days. Wait three days. Don't go, don't go, jump. Go early. No, don't do and it. Hold. Don't do it. Don't Hi, do John. it. Because if Coinbase goes public, they're gonna go high, and after three four days, they're gonna drop down and then get it at that price. Yep. All right. Uh, my last word is please get money and fuck the other side. So, on that <laughs> note, we appreciate everybody and uh, oh, these comments. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah, get through the comments. Right. So, next week, we appreciate Hi, you tuning back in. And uh, remember, Queens, you deserve the world. And yeah, Queen. if you have any kind I of thoughts. You, Queen. Please send us some comments. We want your feedback. We want your, you know, tell us what you think and everything else. We appreciate you. Reese, thank you for coming by. You're absolutely welcome yeah. here whenever. And uh, I think that's about it, fellas. Yeah, Reese is going to be the regular rotation, y'all. Have a good night. Bye, Dolly. Bye. Peace. Straight, straight, no chaser. No chaser.